Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode five in Second Thessalonians. We're in chapter two. Yesterday, we talked about uh, missing the forever bus. The Thessalonians were concerned that, that uh, unbeknownst to them, the forever bus had cruised on by and they had missed the bus. And Paul said, hey, everybody take a chill pill. It's not a secret when the bus comes. Everybody's going to know you're going to have opportunity. Uh, and there's all these things that ha- happen before the forever bus comes. So just just relax. We're going to learn today a different group of people. And I'm going to title today is Refusing to Get on the Forever Bus. So this is a group of people that know the forever bus and they refuse to get on and then probably complain afterwards that they missed the bus. So the intent of the Thessalonians, you got to love them, is that they want to be with the Lord forever. So there's this guy uh, that's described, he's this man of lolly, lawlessness, also described elsewhere as the Antichrist. And today we're going to find out that he comes by the activity of Satan with all this power and false signs and wicked deception and wonders. Uh, and he's going to come at the right time because up to the up till that right time, there's a restrainer, a, a good guy, a heavenly guy, maybe Michael the Archangel, who's been restraining him. Well, he gets a little bit extra rope at this moment in, in human history. He gets some extra, some leeway. So listen in here. Uh, he's going to describe what happens to this lawless guy, first of all. And it's one of my favorite parts. I have to start there because the Lord's going to kill him with the breath of his mouth. Like, oh, that was nothing. But before that, it's a big deal. This is from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 through 12. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing. And then listen to the group. Because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So we find today a group of people that refuse that the bus comes for these people, that God makes himself clear, makes himself evident, and yet they say, They refused to get on the bus. So they didn't miss the forever bus. The bus came for them. They had opportunity at a moment. uh, And they said, no, I'm going to refuse to love the the truth. That's number one. I'm going to not believe the truth. And in fact, I'm going to take pleasure in unrighteousness. So it's a pretty dramatical, uh, it's it's a pretty dramatic refusal uh, in missing their opportunity. Um, okay, so this is a group of people that may know the truth and refuse it. They, they just say, no, I won't do it. They have, they have an opportunity of a moment. They have the option to love the truth or not. They have a choice and they have this time for embracing the truth, that for grabbing it and for reaching out to God with it, it, his affectionately and giving affection for his ways and giving affection to his truth. And they say, no, I'm not going to do that. And then there's, there's results. Obviously there's consequences when you make decision like this, 
you can miss the forever bus. But don't blame it on the bus. That wasn't that the bus came secretly. No, the bus was there. You had opportunity. The door was open and you refused. You suppressed the truth. You refused to love. You refused to believe. You refused the truth. In fact, opposite to that, even further, you took pleasure in not uh, getting on the bus. This reminds me of the verse from Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So the second part of this is what God does. So the first part is what people do in refusing to get on the the forever bus. The second part is what, what kind of consequences there are. And that is God allows and causes some uh, increased mental delusion, uh, probably that the Antichrist is to be embraced. Remember, he wants to be affectionately held. He wants to be held and worshipped as a as a quote-unquote God, which he's not. And God allows consequences to these decisions that people make in refusing to love the truth. And one of the things is he allows consequences in Romans chapter 1, if you want to read about other ones, uh, it says three times in Romans chapter 1, verses 24, 6, and 8, uh, that God gave them up. He gave them up to certain desires, gave them up to certain passions, gave them up to a debased mind. So the consequences of making these bad decisions is a debased mind. So let's not blame God. So I think one of the responses here, and I think one of the erroneous responses to this passage is to say, oh, well, I don't like God's, you know, God's uh, consequences. Well, this is God's business is his business. He is sovereign. He is holy. He is good. His ways are not our ways. And though we may not fully understand it, we're still beholden to the principles and we have to hold to the things we know about God that he is right and he is righteous and his judgment is good and he is holy and he is sovereign and this is definitely within his purview. So this is God's job. And if he chooses to to allow us to advance to a new level of rebellion and somehow this may glorify him, that is certainly his uh, his choice. And we're not really... One of our options is not to throw rocks at God. If you want to throw rocks at anybody in the story, throw rocks at the at the person or yourself or myself when we refuse to love the truth, when we don't believe the truth, and we even revel in it and take pleasure in unrighteousness. If you're going to throw rocks today, throw rocks at that. Don't hate him for his judgment. Don't hate him for his justice. Don't hate him for his holy wrath. Don't help. Don't hate him for his righteous wrath. So the teaching points, I think, are embrace the truth, get on the bus. We have opportunity now, and don't be surprised that refusing to love the truth has consequences. So let's love the truth today. Why we have agency, why we have volition, why we have opportunity. Lord, help our hearts, help our affections and our passions and our emotions to love you and love your ways and love your people. And don't, the other side of this, is don't refuse to love the truth. Don't disbelieve the truth. Don't take pleasure in unrighteousness. The truth is, Lord, you came down, you gave us opportunity, you gave us choice. Help us with our decisions of our mind and will. Help us to say yes today and get on the bus. See you tomorrow.